Oh my, hey everybody, we're back. It's the post-episode issues, The Walking Dead, Season 5, Episode 3, Four Walls and a Roof. And all, I'm in Four Walls and a Roof, and we're here to recap the episode. I'm Phil, the Issues Guy from IssuesProgram.com. Thank you for coming back to join us to recap The Walking Dead. This has just been an awesome season. I, I gotta get right to it, Joe. Joe, this, is, this season has been amazing. I cannot contain it. The Walking Dead is an top form both in storytelling and establishing moments of horror and some cheesiness and silly funness that that you need in the zombie genre to completely put across the kind of program that they're trying to do and it's unbelievably successful but we are here i'm like i said i'm phil the issues guy from issuesprogram.com this is your first time tuning in please hit that subscribe button and please comment away in the comment section what you thought about this episode of the walking dead and with me, as always, who's currently on mute, but he'll come off mute in a second, the one and only Joe Dirty Locks. How's it going, Joe? Goes well. How you doing? I'm doing great, except for one of my kitty cats is destroying a door behind me. So if I disappear for a second, you have to take over. There is a kitty cat in there eating someone's foot. There's a lot of good stuff to talk about, so. There is. One of my cats is going after some tainted meat, and she just keeps <laughs> she keeps monologuing while she's eating it and going and going and going about it. Oh. Some kebab on the floor. Yeah, a little bit of a kebab over there. Jeez. What an episode. What a season so far of Walking Dead. They came back swinging, and each episode brings another level of sick awesomeness. And, and I know a lot of people, and we have to thank a lot of our listeners for educating Joe and I more about the graphic novel and how this is a similar story as the graphic novel. And I think from what I've been able to put together, they really hit it, hit a home run in establishing and, and using that as a big influence, this story arc of the comic and bringing it to different characters, but the same sort of boom. And it's, it's really exciting episode. I'm really pumped about this episode, Joe. Yeah, it was really good. And one of the great things about it too is Again, do you hear that squeak? That was my. That they was answer a lot of questions and wrap a lot of stuff up, and then they're using this season is going along a lot quicker. They're they're not dragging things out, and I really like that. I enjoy that. There's so much to do. There's so much to do and talk about and explore with this universe that I'm glad they're not drawing out big storylines at the moment. Now the yeah, Beth is in the background, but it's not the same as like the governor story or anything like that. I feel like the biggest, I don't know, talking point from this episode would be the fact that the group splits, that we didn't get too much time with the group hanging out as a whole. It was, what do we get, one whole episode of everybody together, and now half the group is going to D.C., while half the group is sticking around waiting for Carol and Daryl, and going to obviously handle that whole situation with whatever's going on with Beth. Did you like that they split everybody up and they sent Maggie and, and Abraham and the mullet down to Washington and separated the group. So do you wish everyone stayed together? Um, at that point, it was, to me, it, it seemed kind of unnecessary. Abraham jumped up and wanted to leave so very badly. And, and he was intent on leaving to the point where he and Rick were going to fight because the cannibals were outside knocking at the door, so to speak. Um, then they came up with this plan to get rid of them. They did so. And Abraham was still, okay, now we're still leaving immediately. At that point, the immediate threat was taken care of. There's no reason not to wait a day or so for 
Carol and Daryl to come. So, back. so you think Abraham's in a little bit too much of a hurry to save the world? It's like him and him and Eugene are like the reverse pinky in the brain instead of trying to destroy the world. They're trying to save the. I have to well, save the world today. There's a, a big part of that is is true, but then again, every every second is you know a dire second, a wasted second. Every second sitting and not traveling to Washington is a second mm-hmm. Washington these supposed people can fall. It depends on who you talk to. Uh, if you listen to someone like Michonne, you find you find happiness in the moment. There is no greater fun than going through sludge to, to get a uh, some cream corn. Or even with Bob, finding those moments in life. Are they in a little bit, is Abraham in a little bit too much of a rush? Should he uh, be sticking with a group? Do you think? I, you- think, I think so. I think Joe's uh, audio went out here, went out for a second. He should absolutely be sticking with the group. There's no reason not to stick with the group. He's losing a strong warrior in Rick and Michonne. These are people that are going to help him stay alive. These are people that, and Daryl and Carol, uh, he wants, he should, he should want them to come back. He should hold out hope that they will come back. But he's, he, he right from the beginning too, is if they're not in your sight, they're dead. That's true. He's kind of short-sighted considering that two of the biggest badasses in the group that you would want with them to protect Eugene would be Carol and Daryl. You got Rambo and, and Robin Hood over there and redneck, <laughs> redneck Robin Hood. He doesn't quite see that yet, but he does know that he got um, Glenn and, and Maggie out of the deal. So, And, and did, the, uh, did the big buck chick go with him too? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and she went too. Although I don't think we've we've see, only seen her kill like one walker the entire time, and she twisted her ankle. No, so, she she's gonna die soon at some point. She's I, well, yeah, she's fodder, uh, you know. Yeah, she's she's she's, 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 the, she's a red shirt in our group. She's one of the red shirts. We knew Bob was a red shirt, and I think still Sasha in my mind is on the red shirt list. Yeah, I think when it comes down to it, Rick's not a red shirt. Carl's not a red shirt. Uh, Daryl, Carol. They're all sort of our main characters. I even think pending Maggie, Glenn, and uh, I think, Sasha and Tyrese are all question marks. I was well. gonna, I was gonna say the same thing. I think Maggie and Glenn have gone from main characters, but they've been relegated to the second deck. They've, they're the Tasha Yars. Like if we're going to Next Generation, they, they, they're, they're like, why, why are you giving me this red uniform to wear? I didn't want to be transferred. So, so when they go out, do they go out together in a hail of zombies or? <laughs> Like holding hands, they take each other out. Does one does one survive, and we have to like live with? Oh no, I don't want to. I don't want to go on. I've lost the love of my life. The whole Beth story from the farm. I don't know. Gosh, that would be melodramatic. But I do realize that Maggie seems more upset about what happened to Bob than giving a shit about her sister. That's for damn sure. She didn't show one bit of oh, where's Beth? That we haven't heard. She had one moment of Maggie asking about Beth. At least I was happy to see that that. well, let's let's get into it. Let's get mm. into it because now we're talking. We're gonna go. Through no, no, yeah, but I but I want to hit our our big points here. And the other thing that was big from this episode before we get into it is I think The Walking Dead wanted to make that scene at the end of them killing Gareth into one of the most bloody moments of The Walking Dead, and I think it was really strong and a really amazing scene. But a question I want to ask now, and we'll answer it. Right. When we- well, we also get to see Tyrese's different point of views. He looks on in horror, but he's still able to take out. Tyrese when he when Ty, uh, Bob when Bob becomes a zombie so but we get to see that he's he can kill zombies now and he knows that it's it's a merciful thing and not a violent thing but my real big question is was this 
as bad or worse than what Rick did to Mayor Joe Hale to the uh, to the claimers biting the biting biting up the claimer is no, no, no. in this in this world. So the, here's the thing. Okay, My question: Which murder? What? Which murder was bloodier? Which murder? No, no, no. It's 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 kind of like which one is bloodier? Which I was mean, more graphic? Which has more? Oh my God! What the hell just happened? Value? And I think the uh, I think the, the face bite has is a little bit more graphic and a little bit more. Oh my God! We've seen people die in with machetes a million times, um, but I, I really got to say that it, it as far as bloodiness, it's got to be the the church scene. Hey, you. you've got the whole it's in a church. You know, the, the axes, the hit butts of the gun, and mm-hmm. Sasha's also stabbing someone in the head, and Abraham's smushing with, with the uh, stock of his gun, rifle. So, you so, know, all in all, this, this, and then there's two people get their heads blown out against the, the door, you know, to start it. <laughs> I'd love to hear some of the, whoever's listening to this, I'd love you guys to post in the comment section what you guys it think. Rivals, it rivals, it might be, it's better than the Kill Bill church scene, for sure. Mm, very very true very true um oh we have someone that's listening that says none of uh oh we had a we had a quick question but we'll get i'll get back to that question in a second so now let's get into the episode and get into do our beginning to end uh recap so we open up at the very beginning with our faces on walkers looking through what is we don't know at first but it's a glass window and it's the hunters or the terminus people however you want to refer to these guys and they're eating Bob, and they're they're sitting there just having their Bob snacks, talking about yeah, talking about how it might be dangerous to uh, to uh, to be here hanging out, and and this is where I just thought this was kind of super villainy. Get spinning the mustache. He's doing the voiceover to Bob about he just keeps talking to him, and they flash like a kind of a close up on Bob, and he just gets the same look that I'm thinking. How long's Gareth been going on? I mean, since last episode, is he still t- just talking to Bob this whole time? I know, right? No, everybody else is just stuffing their face. Bob's talking away. Yeah, I'd... be eating. Damn it! Would you would you force Bob on Bob? Would there be a Bob on Bob crime? <laughs> would you? Would you do yeah, that? I think, I think it's definitely in the possibility of of the of these people to do that for sure. Yeah, I, I mean, I would make, I would force. He's trying to torture him. He's trying to make him. I think you put a little bit in Bob's mouth, but Bob's gonna spit himself out. <laughs> yeah, but Bob's probably gonna regurgitate himself. You're true. Very true. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, has he kissed a girl afterwards? Right. Uh, He's already had a little Bob in his mouth. I'm sure. Yeah. Is there toothpaste? Do you brush your Do you brush your teeth after you eat? Uh, after you eat. Other people. <laughs> so, so Gareth's basically just gloating. He's going off about perspective, about how the glass will break and the walkers will eventually get in. He's using it as an example to say, eventually, I'm going to conquer all your people. He he explains kind of what Joe and I were talking about a little bit last week about how he at Terminus they said, "Feed us a joint or join us." Well, and he, here I got to point out too, as he's making this speech to Bob, and it starts. And we see his reflection in the glass on the zombies. Like he's looking out mm-hmm. with the zombies, with the other, you know, flesh eaters, that he is the same as the zombies. Uh, it, that whole correlation, that that imagery there, you know, definitely a, a metaphor. Yeah, of what they've become. They've become the monsters that drove them to this. It's very circular. There's a lot of circles going on here. It, 
There is. And and he, he gets into it about how Carol killed his mom and he's going to eat Carol and, and how they think women taste better because of the whole childbirth thing. <laughs> extra layer of fat for the child. Yeah, the here. extra layer from fat of the child. And then he gets into this, well, you know. Even the thin ones. Even the thin ones. Pretty the people. Pretty ones, the pretty ones taste better. Now, do you think that's true? Do you think pretty people taste better? I don't know. Do you think, did you read Dahmer? Did Dahmer ever put it down in a diary? Answer those questions. I don't know, but you would think that a like a big ugly person but he he might be able to discern the difference between boys so then yes maybe they're maybe he had eaten girls and he found it foul yeah but they they did not want to eat the baby maybe he was on a diet he was trying to stay lean and like he said there's that extra layer of fat that's just the extra marbling (laughs) (laughs) so this is all a big (laughs) <laughs> this is all a big lead up for him to, for for him just talking and showing so much cock, cockiness and confidence okay, to Bob. <laughs> and eventually Bob basically lets the cat out of the bag and just starts crying. But the crying turns to laughter, which turns to him psychotically screaming, I'm tainted oh, meat. Don't you just hold that in? No, don't you want to let them know. In? You you gotta let them know. Eventually, once you see them all digest and going for seconds, you you right. Let them take the other leg first. Let them yeah. get hungry for seconds. You don't tell like they they all puked immediately. Like you let them you let that sink. Come on, guys, take my arm. You want a shoulder? <laughs> Taunt the shoulder at them. <laughs> Eat some more. So so Bob screams tainted meat, tainted meat, which is a big line again from the graphic novel and. <laughs> Wait, wait, don't you taunt back? Don't you ask who's going to be you know, like eating his dick? Who's, whose mouth is my dick going in next? Like, don't you don't you taunt back? Like, at that point, like, go fuck yourselves. Like, the, and so that's why he let the the, the beans spill. But still, you got to, hmm, motherfuckers. You, are, you also got you also got to think, as we were saying, that Gareth has been going on for a while, just talking shit to him. So it's probably the perfect opportunity to be like, Listen, buddy, I have the I have the nut cards. You lose the hand. Fuck you. Give me the chips. Give me the chips. I win. I'm Bob. And anyone got a drink? But you and you gotta also think that Bob's not thinking. Bob's not a hundred percent of himself right now. <laughs> He's, he he lost a little something. Oh, the worst thing. The worst thing is there's no bread to put Bob on. Yeah. Like nobody's baking any bread. There's no flat bread. There's no like loafs. No sub rolls. Raw Bob. Or not, yeah, like, do they get condiments? Do they make Bob Tartar? Raw Bob? Raw Bob? Okay, anyways. So so they beat the shit out of Bob, and uh, and all Garrison's men start screaming at each other and be like, wait a second. And Garrison's like, no, we cooked the meat. It should be okay. No, it's it's not okay. You're, you're, you're fucked. Well, that never gets answered. It never gets answered. And they're all infected anyway, right? So would the zombie meat really kill them? It would just... A bite kills you. A scratch kills you and turns you zombie. So... But they're infected. Everyone's infected already. Everybody is infected already. And Bob's not quite zombie yet. He's just dying from the zombie virus faster because it's reinfected through a wound. So my... HIV-2. You know, it's like, like... you know. But my question is, everybody has it. Every... <laughs> but no, my question here is, everybody has the disease. So 
is 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 by eating tainted meat does that kill you and turn you into as well is it going to kill them or is it just going to or the it's what was that it's cooked it's cooked yeah it's cooked they're fine <laughs> you know you, you can you cook the you cook the e coli off don't you i guess i mean i don't think the definition you cook it cook the chicken enough and the and the eggs make sure they're cooked so your salmonella is gone Again, the people that are smarter than us that know more about the comic book series can probably answer this in the comments and explain to us a little bit more about if they've explained the level of if yeah, by we, you don't know either if it if it's happened yet in the um in the in the books in the books. So yeah. so so back from the break, Sasha knows what about Bob. She's looking around for Bob and asking, "Where is Bob?" <laughs> Yeah, and she, no more steps. And she goes, <laughs> and she goes through a whole video game mode where she's looking through her scope, and we get our little zombie you Resident Evil moment where where the zombie comes at the uh, comes at the the camera. We see a couple of flashes. We see uh, we see Bigfoot in the uh, in the forest there. A couple of thermal images, Ghost Hunter style, you know. But what? To me, that would have been a more interesting scene if I hadn't seen it already. It was the pre it was previews from last week on uh, the Talking Dead, so I, I was kind of aware of the jump scare. It would, but it's one of those moments where if you've ever seen a horror movie in your life, you know that the zombie's going to jump out there. There's no point in doing the shot if it's not going to happen. But it if I hadn't seen it before, it got me when I first time I watched that when I watched the preview. It, it definitely made me go, oh, so it was a good, very good jump scare. And so, and Sasha, when she sees that, she immediately says too, like, we're being watched. It wasn't just the zombies. There's some, there's people out there were being watched. So, and Rick, Rick said, I heard the same thing out of Daryl's mouth. You know, Bob's missing. Carol's missing. I mean, there's, you got to figure there's several people out there watching them. There's all the Gareth Hunter guys and Morgan's out there somewhere. He's not far behind. We don't know. They don't know about more. Right, we know Morgan's out there, but that's what I'm saying. It, when in all the times that we've heard people, them hearing people watching them, some of those times it's probably Morgan. It's probably not Gareth and his boys every single time. So, right, but either way, now that now that Bob's missing and the other two are missing, you immediately have to think it's feminist people or worse. Yeah, absolutely. Or what they did, what they did think, because as you know, Rick and someone who else came up, Rick and uh, Daryl. Rick and Daryl came up to help, and then they all go back to the church. And when they get back there, they immediately start to, uh, "What are you doing? What are you doing?" The priest like behind one of the pews or some shit. Yeah, we, after after that, after Daryl and Carol show up, uh, and and Daryl says we're not alone. Something, some hinky stuff's going on. We go to Maggie and Carl in this church, and Sasha comes back in. And she's pissed off, and she grabs. Father Abraham, what the hell? Tell me, tell me what you knew. She goes all Jack Bauer on Father Abraham. Tell me, tell me, tell. And what I thought's kind of funny is Rick. Rick takes her off of him, and then Rick just goes in and starts doing the same thing. It's like the airplane scene where he's like, she's like slapping him and choking him, and then Rick's like, "Oh wait, 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 let me at him." Snap out of it! Snap, snap out, out of it! Yeah, and uh, Rick. Rick kind of just presses him and does the, his Batman. Tell me what you know. <laughs> and and Gabriel gets gets it out and says, uh, says Oh no, he he accuses. What did you do to that woman? <laughs> yeah, what did you do to that woman? <laughs> what did you do to that woman. What does that mean? Uh, you'll burn for this. You know, I think I think uh, Rick's almost expecting some sort of you know 
rapey child molesting. Yeah, I don't think anyone. I don't think anyone was quite expecting this speech to come out, and I, and this is one of the speeches I kind of kept. Well, this is pretty much exactly what I thought was was what happened, and so so Gabriel responded almost not in a in a Rain Man like way. Immediately, I, I locked the doors. I always lock the doors at night. They came from. <laughs> 52 locks. 52 locks. 52, 52, 52, 52. They started to come from Atlanta. Atlanta was bombed, so I, I, the doors were still locked in the morning. They all came. You see, it was my choice. So many of them prayed. They were screaming. Uh, and then the dead came for them, and I could hear the women and the children getting ripped apart, at looking at them, like, wow, whole families being torn apart, damning my name. And then I burned their bones. I burned them all. And everyone is just looking like, Holy mother fucking dog shit. This guy is ho- a horrible person. Well, let me let me let me think. When I mean, yeah, sure, Phil, if I come banging at your door in the zombie apocalypse and I'm like, "Let me in quick. Let me in." I'm sure you'll let me in if you don't. You're 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 a bastard. It depends. <laughs> it depends know, on but, the situation. But it depends it's people you don't know. You don't open the door for them in the zombie apocalypse, do you? You're, it's your congregation. I mean, if if some right, of it is his flock, and he knows his flock is are sinners, right? <laughs> <laughs> he knows, you know, he he knows that they'll he eat knows the food. All their sins, like they come, they're like, "Father, I did this awful thing. I did that awful thing. I did this awful thing." He's not going to let them in. Are you kidding me? Now, the lies, the stealing, the thieving, the raping, the murdering, the, the hit and runs, the drunk driving, the all the stuff that they tell him. No, you're not you're not allowed here when the zombie apocalypse starts. You gotta wonder where I mean, I guess this guy, the, the biggest punishment he's gonna have, it's inside himself. There's nothing that they can do to him. I mean, it's like Rick has said before, they've all done something. They've all done something horrible. And and well, he's what, making what, amends. What he's not. Have Rick done? What, what's Rick done that's so horrible? Rick? What has Rick done that's so horrible? Biting people's faces. No, killing... no, no, no. That's Wait, let me finish. Horrible. Let that's... me finish. Killing those guys in the shop that, that he was going to help out. Uh, but just no, no, kill. No. They made in the shop? In what shop? In the liquor store back in season two or something. He, ki- he killed two random guys that didn't even make a play on him. He's, he's killed random people. He's no, crossed. He's crossed a line that to a point where he's had to abandon who he was in the past to be a different person. And if someone could look at some of the things he did and maybe question how he handled some situations. To a a point, I think there's a point, he was a a deputy or a sheriff, right? And there's a point where when a threat is in front of you, you eliminate the threat. You don't just try to subdue it. You just eliminate it immediately. So it's not necessarily out of the bounds as who Rick was as a person. You got to remember, it started. He was in like a gunfight, wasn't he? Like there was some guy shooting at him. So he sh- he was shooting back with Shane, and Rick got shot. I do fe- I do feel like he feels like he's changed and not changed for the worse. He's become the person he needs to be in this world. But he definitely feels like they've all done one or two things that someone might look at and look at unfavorably. And I think it's the same with this father guy. When it got, when he got a chance to do something different in this situation, he chose the good thing. He helped these people. He could have kicked them out. He didn't need to bring them back to the church. And in this situation with the term, no, no, the father guy didn't help these people. He did these help them. The father's guy. And he just helped them then. He could have sent them out of the church. He could he could have totally given up, given them up to the terminus people at that no, point in time. They would have tied him up and thrown him in a closet because they think he was part of it in the first place. He still and there was 
nothing he could say, even that story wasn't going to convince Rick that he wasn't part of what was going on. It wasn't until Bob comes back with his leggy and where they're like, okay, it's not, it's not, uh, it's not Father Gabriel, which happens almost immediately after Father Gabriel's speech. They're like, oh, someone's laying outside. Now, now, Father Abraham says, the Lord sent you here to punish me. I was damned before. I always locked the doors. I always locked the doors. And it was a, so, like, do, you think, do you think that's awful what he did, really? I think, it's, I think it's pretty damn awful what he did, yeah. I, yeah. But, I do, but I also think that he knows what he did was awful. It doesn't make it, make it okay. But again, when shit's going down. You would let him live? I, I, at this point, no, he's yes. You get food. Do you know what he's I do? You know why I would let him live? Because he wants to die. No, I don't. I don't. Let him live with his cowardice. Let him live with his cowardice. I would let him live with his cowardice too. And the world is dangerous enough. If if there is a god and God wants him dead, God will take him. <laughs> you know, according to him. So, and I, I don't necessarily. You know, when the zombie apocalypse goes down, when people are traumatized and and that's some pretty big trauma, traumatic shit that's going on. You can't really necessarily blame people for their early reactions, mm -hmm. whatever they are. That's what I'm, that's what I'm saying too, that, that his immediate reactions and the fear of right when Atlanta got busted down, you can, I don't condone what he did, but that's what I'm saying, that everyone's done something horrible in this world when it comes down to it. So you need to- What if one of those people in the church was like Bob and that was clawing at the window, was bitten and didn't say anything? And there's 20 or 30 people out there, you know, you don't know. And then they die and the church is gone. Everybody else is dead. So like necessarily, unless you knew for sure, nobody had been bitten, you can't let them in unless they're going to be like, okay, we're going to come in. Everybody's going to get naked outside and no bites and scratches. Now I, I got to give the, give the actor a lot of credit. This was an awesome speech, a very iconic speech from walking dead history. And he delivered it really well. This actor plays cr batshit crazy, extremely convincingly well. Yeah, and, I enjoyed it. I, I thought Gabriel did a, a, the actor that plays Gabriel did a really good job with it. Now, as he walks away, some he goes, "Someone's lying outside in the grass." Mag Maggie asks 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 about it. He says he tries to say, and uh, and we see Bob getting kind of tossed out of the bobbling down the ground as we look around and we see an A tagged on the side of the wall. Yep. Okay. So back there in the uh, cattle house A again. Yep. And they were delivering the soiled meat delivery. Delivery was uh, no good. It was like they're dropping off meat. Oh shit. We really fucked up. We picked the wrong one of you to take. Yeah. I, I don't know why they would have dropped him off. I think that was a, that was the that was their mistake. That was their final mm. final mistake. You drop him off. He delivers all that intel. You have them at surprise. They're not even positive it's you people from the terminal yet. Like, I yeah, think I think they overthought themselves. It's someone. It's again to do another poker thing. They they got a little too tricky with the hand here. They right. they they thought they were going to send Bob back and it was going to be a little ruse that was gonna that was gonna make them the guys angry enough to send the big warriors out. So they could do what they did. They, what they didn't count on is that Rick's been to this party before, and Rick's well, a good right. Like Rick said at the end of season, at the end of last season, you know, when they're all like, "Oh no, we've been captured." Rick's like, "They don't know who they're fucking yeah. with." Yeah. Period. Straight out, point blank. This is a smart, smart group. They've learned lessons along the way. You know, I guess 
terminus people learned lessons too but the they're wrong not smart. they learned the wrong lessons right they're not smart <laughs> so they failed they, they were they were failed in grade school and that's why they're going back to this middle school hanging out there they they never graduated the middle school <laughs> and they're and they're pissed off about it so we go back to bob and bob's yada yadding about everything we already learned and he says and they basically press him a little bit about if carol and daryl are there and he says, Gareth told me that they drove off. And they kind of accepted his face value. I wouldn't accept his face value, but it's, it, it supplies the audience with the, the, the line that they needed to accept the fact that we'd be like, okay, Daryl and Carol aren't there. And, and he explained- well, I thought, I, I, you know, I've been thinking a lot about Daryl and Carol taking off. And I was like, you know, I know Daryl's not in the comic books. Everybody said that and it's been all over everywhere. Is Carol in the books? Yes. Yes, she, she is. is in the books. Okay. Yes, so I was going to say, if she's not really in the books either, this was a great way to get rid of them both. They, you know, and it's kind of, and, and Rick would kind of be like, oh, well, you know, I banished Carol once. Maybe she didn't want to stay and Daryl took off with her. He loves her. Yeah. So they're gone. So, you know, it was, I thought it was a good way to get rid of them and get to just solely the comic book characters again. But Carol's one of the comic book characters. So, you know, that she's, she's coming back. Right. So, so Sasha and or Bob explains to him the whole situation and then he shows Sasha's bite and says, I got bit when we went to go get the food. And Gabriel does something moderately nice and offers them the couch in his uh, in his rectory or whatever and goes, you guys can lay down on the couch. And and uh, Rick asks Gabriel if he knows the place that they're hiding. And he's like, yeah, middle school, about 10 minutes away. And Rick is pissed off. And Maggie talks about how and kind of talks to Maggie about how warm Bob is and if he is, how close he is to changing. And they talk, and I really like that they made a reference back to Jim from season one because he's the last guy that we've seen uh, in our group that turn that they kept with them. And we find out that Bob has about a day and a half. He has about a day or so to live. And they're going to take care of him. Oh, and they didn't, they didn't. Oh, right. I, I forgot. I, I missed that reference. And I, uh, yeah, Glenn said, Glenn said, it, uh, Jim wasn't quite this far off and he had a day before we left him. I think the, that was, that was, uh, that was Glenn's line here. It was a good reference back to season one. I like, I like that they did that. I, I'm, I completely missed it. And I'm glad because I was thinking, how long does it take? I, I don't, I don't think we know. Yeah. They made reference to that so they could keep Bob around for the rest of the episode without everyone being like, okay, Bob's going to die soon and, or turn to a zombie soon. So they were, that was what was, cause it was confusing cause they brought the crying baby over too for the first time I watched it. I had to actually rewind that scene. I thought that they were talking about the baby having a fever, but they were talking about Bob's fever. So right at this point where they're talking about taking care of Bob, this is when Abraham comes in and starts going, blah, 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 blah. We need to get to DC. It doesn't matter. We need to leave now. Need to leave now. And, He's not, yeah, mullet's at risk. Eugene's at, Gino's at risk. So we gotta, we gotta. And Rick's like, yeah, you can go, but have fun walking. <laughs> it, yeah, hope you're not planning on taking our bus. Hey, wait a second. That's my, we fixed the bus. Well, there's more of us than there are of you. <laughs> not in a minute yeah it's gonna be a lot less of everybody and uh it was just they they get really heated they get fit face to face uh to the point of being really uh almost beating the crap right, out of each other jump in and stop them and everybody else just kind of standing around wants to see them okay who's going to be the final boss now everybody else is thinking what most of the women watching the show right there are thinking oh my god i want to see these two guys Do guy fight guy fight 
Right, well, we say- already saw we already saw Rick take out big badass Tyree. So, so who wins that fight if they actually go down go down to fighting? Who's you saw Glenn give him kind of a good a good uh, but he sucker punched him too. He did a little bit, you know. So I think Rick takes him. I, I think I think Rick has. They're both, they're both trained in fighting. It's gonna be a good one. Abraham's a lot bigger. There is something to say about weight class here. But but then again, yep, Rick's willing to do that. Yeah, Rick's willing to go the extra nine yards. Oh, we have a we have a comment from one of our one of my favorite uh, longtime viewers, uh, law, lawfulness. I think that out of all the survivors, Rick has been given strict parameters as a character to always take extreme measures when they're when they are justified. Having said that, he left Carol on her own. That's true. Rick's one of those guys that seems to come off as you can. Everybody can can be so so evil up until some point, or so. Everybody but him. He's the he's the only one that's allowed to act that way. It's right. he he's the leader, and he made the he made the mistake last time of keeping a prisoner, keeping someone alive with Randall. I don't think he's going to make that mistake again. He shouldn't have saved Randall's life. He shouldn't have pulled him off of that fence. He should have let the let him be a, a screaming siren for the zombies to help. Uh, him and Herschel and whoever it was get away, you know, Glenn get away from that bar, you know, absolutely. He's Judge Dredd. He's gonna he's gonna deliver the sentence as well. He's gonna carry out the the, the execution. <laughs> that's it, and that's it. You know, well, I can't do shit that you shouldn't be doing as a human, you know, in the, especially at this point in time, then you don't deserve to live, and I'm not gonna let you live to do it to someone else. I just want to see Sylvester yeah. Stallone yell Carl now. Carl! <laughs> so, so they, they get into a big fight, and as we, as we mentioned, Glenn kind of is the only one that gets in between. And the, the fight has two levels. They almost get into fist fights, and, and then after Glenn breaks it up once, and then they get heated again, and he, almost, and he breaks it up again. Well, yeah, because Abraham is like, all right, fine, whatever, you guys stay, we're leaving. And he goes to, and he's like, I hope you're not planning on taking the bus again. Yeah. And that's, again, the, just try to stop me. Rick thinks about it glaring through. And the, then walks at him like, eyes, you know. Yeah, then he walks at him like a professional wrestler coming out of the back and coming to the ring like, oh, you want to fight? And just sprinting out. He's coming. Rick Grimes is entering the ring. And nobody says anything, Glenn, except Glenn jumps in. <laughs> yeah. Stop it. Stop. Don't it's fight. You should make up. But then Glenn says, you know, me and Maggie will come with you. Yeah, you know, and so won't big butt girl. The three of us will come with you if you stay and help. Twelve hours. Give us twelve hours. And Abraham reluctantly agrees. He says, yep. "Fine, tw- twelve hours." And we forgot to mention in that scene also, Eugene d- makes it very clear that he doesn't want to go. You can tell Eugene feels bad about something, or it feels bad about this whole situation that everything's well, yeah, based around him. He doesn't want to go because he he wants to. He likes them. He likes that chick, big butt chick who's into chicks. I can't think, I can't Tara, you know, and he thinks they're good people. And again, it makes me wonder, like, <laughs> does he really, can he really, is he really gonna save the world? I don't know. Maybe if, 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 a, if anybody can save the world, it's a gamer. We know that. We've... Yeah. <laughs> so, to, so we yeah, go. They're awesome and they can do anything. <laughs> They can level up. So, so, so we went to Bob, at, back to Bob and Sasha, and Bob's kind of still playing the everything's better game. Everything's really great. We, you know, 
uh, I got my ass kicked and that made me forget about my leg for a second. That's a really good thing. And Sasha's like, we're not playing the game. Oh, God. Uh, yeah, I'm glad they didn't draw this out like two days. And, oh, Jesus. It's two episodes or some shit. But it had, it had me ask the question, Joe, is the zombie disease sexually transmitted? Could she have given Bob a little... A right, little... and that's what I'm thinking this whole time is why didn't Sasha ever once say, you got bit back at the at the food bank and you've been saying one more kiss, one more kiss, how many times I stuck my mouth in your fucking diseased throat? If one scratch or one bite can fucking kill me, why wouldn't, like, Drool. you spitting down my throat fucking kill me? <laughs> like, what if I, I cut my, my, yeah, cut myself... On a on a chicken wing, on a squirrel bone. And what if and, you and what if you feed it? And what if you feed a gremlin before they get on an airplane and go over a time zone and it becomes midnight? Do they t a mugwai? Do they turn into? A but that's where our rules for this whole zombie thing of how people are turned are, is a little murky in the sense of why doesn't any if any of our heroes when they did that covering their bodies in zombie guts thing. Uh, had an open wound or something if the zombie blood got into their wound their, they were covering their faces right but they weren't covering like their whole bodies they were just covering their faces and hands a little bit we're gonna kill ourselves trying to figure out the rules here <laughs> so they're the, they're not gremlin rules they're not they're not clear <laughs> so <laughs> yes because gremlin rules were so clear don't feed them after midnight it's always yeah. after Midnight. So back to Rick after our commercial break, rallying the troops after our Bob and Sasha scene. He's giving them the speech. Uh, in retrospect, we know what he's talking about. He's saying using, he's talking about using part of the group for bait. He's asking them. It's, it's, this is one of those interesting moments where it's good knowing what happened at the end to talk about what he's saying. He says something along the lines of, someone goes, are you sure this is really risky trying this? And he goes, yeah. Well, you know that that's what, I mean, as soon as you see just four of them walk away at dusk, you know, and it's it's light enough, you know that, that Sasha said we're being watched, you know, Daryl said we're being watched, who knows, I think someone else heard some something somewhere along the line, you know, that, that they all kind of feel like they're being watched or being followed, so they kidnapped Bob as soon as they could, he walked away for 30 seconds to have himself a little cry, and they, and they snagged <laughs> him, you know, they almost snagged Daryl and Carol too, they said. So you, and Bob confirms they're being watched. So, hey, let's use that to our advantage. They'll think we're sending out an attack party to the to the, to the the school. Great plan. And they asked, uh, Rick asks Tyrese if he's going to come with him and and be one of the one of the group. And Ty, Tyrese kind of gets a look like, I don't know. And Sasha's like, well, Sasha's like, well, I'm going. I'm going to I'm doing it. And we get a little scene with Ta Tyrese and Sasha where Tyrese tries to get Sasha to uh, to stick around and stay with and stay with Bob to uh, be with her, be with him wh while he goes, because he wishes he had the time to spend with his uh, what's her name. Well, see, it, it, it works out as far as the plan goes that, that Tyrese stay and that Sasha go, because A, it makes it look like you know, Bob died because they, if they, they've been watching, so they know that Sasha is close with Bob. Yep. You know, so it makes sense that if Sasha is coming or if Sasha walked out of the building too, then Bob's probably dead. And you know, Tyrese is back there as bodyguard to the baby because he was the first time when the pummeled face kid 
met up with him and Carol. But in in retrospect from the end of the episode, Tyrese doesn't want Sasha to be one of the people stabbing them at the end. Doesn't want her to deal with that kind of bloodiness. And well, it's, it's different killing a person than it is killing a zombie. Absolutely. The person is an evil, <laughs> evil bastard. And I love how she, I love how she can tell him the thing that no one else can talk shit to Tyrese about when she's basically like when Tyrese tries that peaceful, you know, we can we can live in a world with no violence sort of attitude. He's, she's just like, Tyrese, wake the fuck up. She's like, she's like, what are you thinking? You, Of course, we have to do this. We're doing this. Yeah. Idiot. Well, it's a sister. Yeah. yeah. But it's but Tyrese is also going through he, we've made light of it, but he's going still going through some heavy shit dealing with what happened to the kids. It that that's a that's a big weight still on him. And now Bob, someone he was looking at last week as almost a beacon of hope in his group, he's looking at what ha- just happened to Bob too and and it's just like, "Oh shit, can't can't Tyrese get a break?" is what he's thinking. Yeah. So we this is where I this is where we get our little mix up and I think this was shot excellently considering pretty much as Joe said most people probably knew what was about to happen here. We get a shot of back at the school where uh, where the hunter guys where the terminus guys were and that that window pane where Gareth was talking about the zombies almost breaking through and that got paralleled where we got this very interesting long shot where it just focused on a scene and then we had characters enter the scene. It's it's very weird for TV. It's more done in, in some kind yeah, of movies. Our, our main characters walked out of the church in, into the dusk and when they passed a bush and a sign that said Episcopal Church with an arrow pointing and they were going the opposite direction of the arrow, they disappeared and it held that shot or yeah. panned a little bit more, held that shot until our next group, the terminal people, came out from the background and walked towards the Episcopal really really visually a stunning scene the way they shot it and and gave it a very cinematic feel to it to have the shot just stuck there and especially on uh television it's just it, that's just really high-end stuff for the walking yeah, dead to be doing see a cut or something yeah. there would be some sort of sweep absolutely absolutely so uh and and then we get we see gareth and his group entering the church and and he he goes into his gareth stuff and i, and I thought again this was funny when towards the end of all of this where Gareth's still going like like a lead singer on stage who's banned talking to the audience and like Perry Farrell talking and Dave Navarro behind him from Jane's Addiction being like Perry shut the fuck up and let's play a song <laughs> when Gareth just keeps going oh, we know where you're hiding we know Bob's in there hi Bob uh, yeah. we, we're still eating you uh, you're pretty tasty well, he calls him all out by name he, again he he likes to he gives up way too he's a talker he gives up way too much information to Bob at the, you know, just talking shit. And he lets Bob go. And then when he comes in, he's like, I know who all of you are. Remember I had you as my prisoners before. And I know who left and I know who's still here. Listen to how smart I am. He's just that kid at the party that needs to prove to you. He's like, oh, I, oh, you did that? Well, I did one better. Oh, oh, you, you, went, you went to Disney World? Well, I went to Disneyland five times and I lived there and I had season passes. Huh? 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 You get it? He's just one of those guys, a one-upper. He always has to hear his voice. He's so proud of himself. And he's like, he's like, Father Gabriel, I know you're here too. And listen, Father Gabriel, if you just want to give up all these people and take the baby and leave, we don't want that stinky baby. We don't eat babies. We don't eat, we don't eat human veal. We, we just don't do that. No. And, and uh, the father doesn't do anything, but again, he knows the plan. 
of course they're gonna eat the baby and they're not gonna let yeah it's the it's the bad guy fiasco where he's just talking talking the talk right and uh and right about there we get uh we see all of our characters huddling in holding the guns to the door but hiding there's only two doors here we're gonna find you and then the baby starts crying and Gareth in his comic little <laughs> twirls his mustache and goes, hmm, maybe we will keep that baby. I'm starting to like it. Dun dun dun. Here we get the dun dun dun. We hear the cymbal crash in the background and we cut to our commercial. So this is where we get last chance Gareth. He's at the door. He's be- he's begging them. He's like, listen, this is your last chance. I'm coming in. And this is where one of his guys does the thing I was saying a second ago. He goes, Gareth, can, can we stop this and just go the hell in there? Just like everybody is screaming at the bad guy right here. Just Did go. you not think that when the baby cried, they were in like the opposite direction? Didn't they turn around or something? It seemed like the baby was back at the at the doorway, maybe in a balcony or a different room that they overlooked or something. I think, again, to everything that we credited a second ago with talking about the scene, we'd have to watch it again. I think that was just a TV cut. They cut out some time there with them making the walk to the other side it, instead of it being just a turnaround. That was, they, they just cut the time. They were like, okay, they're at the door again. Uh, is kind of what I thought was happening there. All right. And just his guys start to go in to open the door and both of them headshots, bam, bam, right to the, right to the top of the head. And two down. two down. And then Garrett's like, uh, sheriff and he's like yes sheriff i'm i'm sheriff uh rick grabs he's like listen sheriff i'm gonna shoot through this door and kill your kids and yada yada and rick shoots him again this time hits him in the hand and it knocks the gun out of his hand and yeah. rick comes out of the dark kind of like dirty harry where he just like points the gun through the dark and and really awesome awesome visual and and he just he he totally dirty Harry's him and he goes, kneel. He commands them to put down the weapons. Yeah, put ne- down your weapons and kneel. Kneel down. And Martin, the guy that got away from Tyrese, looks like he's having second thoughts. Like, like listen, there must be something we can figure out here. And, and Gareth's like, no, Martin. we're just There's no options, there's no options here. There's no choices here. He's, he, says, uh, he says, well, there's always options. And Abe's like, you want to bet? And they surround them. And Gareth's basically like, there's no point of begging. He's like, but you could have killed us right when we walked in the door. You know, you could have killed us. And Rick's like, well, um, we didn't want to waste bullets. <laughs> and you just know this is going to get all casino with... Uh, well, if you remembered episode one of the season, you know that he promised him something. He did. He said, I promised you something. Yeah, and, and Gareth's like, listen, listen, we can go off on our own and not try. And Rick says, nope. Again, as Joe pointed out, he says, nope, I made a promise and I need to keep my promise. And he... He starts chopping them up with the machete. She starts uh, stabbing someone, or or with a knife. Yeah, with head. like a like a uh, butter knife or something. She's like digging him with a butter knife. <laughs> and, a and, knife. And Abe's beating. And Abe's beating the shit the, the guy to death with uh, the butt of his gun. And uh, and yeah, oh my god, that was pretty horrifyingly awesome. And as. Uh, as, Mich- As you're doing this, Tyrese is kind of looking on from the background, and he's just like in shock and, and kind of in horror. And it's like, are you are you fucking kidding me? You let that motherfucker live, and look, he came back to do it to you guys again. He this ate Bob. He ate Bob. Tyrese, get mad! Instead, right. he he looks like you he sm- let him live, and he ate Bob. And he looked like he smelled some bad lunch. He's just like. Right, like you can't believe that they're doing this. And it's like, I'm sorry, Tyrese, but you know what? 
they absolutely deserve to die. There's no, there's no keeping these people alive. There's no working it out. I mean, it was they a Bob's leg. There was a big difference between what Tyrese's reaction was and what like Glenn and Maggie's reaction were. Glenn and Maggie's re- reaction were like, "Whoa, that was gruesome," but they would have done the same thing if they. If well, they- and I'm I'm kind of shocked at that. Glenn always is for like doing the right thing. That's the right thing to do. It was the right thing to do. It absolutely was the right thing to do, and and they should have done it. They should have gone back to Terminus and finished them off that day. Yeah, Rick was right to begin with. They should have listened to Rick to begin with. And uh, and obviously, as we mentioned last week, we knew this moment would happen because you can't have Daryl without his crossbow and you can't have Michonne without her sword. Michonne sees the, steps up and sees the sword and she picks it up and she has the power. And she didn't miss it, but she's glad she's got it back. Yeah, that thing came right in hand. She went right into samurai mode once she picked that thing up. And did, did she ditch the sheath? I think she had the sheath and made some sort of weapon with the sheath, which I thought was weird. When they were still when they were escaping from terminus i don't know it's kind of strange i don't know exactly but it sounded like she pulled it every time you see a blade on tv it makes a shing sound <laughs> you don't like to move it across the screen shing so you, you can never tell but and uh I'm glad she's got it back then we step over to gabriel for a second and gabriel uh gets upset because this is <laughs> this was the lord's house this was just the Lord's house. And Maggie steps up right on cue to give our episode title line. This was this is probably my only part of the episode that I found a little cheesy. Just what be- was the title? Uh, for, it's just four walls and, and a roof. And that's what was that the title of the episode. Yeah, four and that was Ma- yeah, and that was Maggie's line right there. And it was just it was such a perfect setup ending, almost like a theater, like like you'd see in junior high school theater for a second there. I mean, I thought it was delivered excellent on both actors. I just think the line written was just a, a tad, just a tad in the best best possible way cheesy to be like, oh, there's the title of the episode. And if if there is such a thing as a house of God that couldn't be possibly better than anything better than nature, as far as I'm concerned. But uh, I think it would have ceased being so the day he didn't unlock the doors. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Father Abraham, Father Abraham, it's Father Gabriel. I think third biblical names, Gabriel Abraham. Abraham, Yeah, it's 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 a little bit uh, comparison. Rick Eugene, Rick Daryl. Daryl's a very very biblical name. When the archangel Eugene came down to New York, (laughs) y'all. (laughs) <laughs> so after we came back from commercial break, we're at an episode of Intervention and everyone's surrounding Bob and talking to him about his alcohol problem. Listen, Bob, we need to talk to you about something serious. If you want to hang out at the Peach Pit anymore, you're going to need to stop your drinking. But no, they're all kind of saying goodbye to Bob. And this is where I kind of wrote in my notes, Maggie kisses him and is very caring for him in this moment. But again, she hasn't shown the even the littlest bit of concern about her sister. Where's Beth? I, I just wish she'd have one moment where she talked to Daryl about, could you tell me a little bit about Beth? I might be forgetting us. Gone. She, like, she, a little bit of story would have been, we were in a house, there was a dog, we were drinking, we were having fun, we were making, making moves, we were coming, we were going. And then like, he's just like, oh, she was gone. No, we got set up like, he does say like a black car with a cross took her yeah, or something. Something like that but, to the group. But I don't think it was to Maggie. We didn't have a, a direct Maggie reaction about it, which I kind of missed. And we should have. At, at some point, she should be sort of upset that her sister is gone. So, But, but she kind of, I think she 
everybody was gone in the first place once the prison fell. She was only worried about Glenn at that point, and she basically was like, everybody's dead except Glenn. I'm going to go find Glenn. Fuck everybody else, including her sister. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. That's a very, that's a very good point. So, so Bob asks Rick if he can stay for a second, and, and the baby can stay because she trusts the baby too. And he just wanted to say thank you for the prison for giving him this minor moment of happiness in his life. And Bob, and Bob wants to make sure Rick holds on to what he said to him the other day about how this is all just a nightmare that he's going to have to wake up for. And don't forget about your old self, Farmer Rick. Don't forget yeah, about you, Farmer you, Rick. You don't, nightmares end, but, you, but they don't have to end who you are. And then there was something else too when the, when the, when the cannibals came into the church they flashed on, or I think it was when they came into the church, or at some point in the church, they flashed on some sort of embroidery that said that God, God made fools too, but, and then I missed the rest. I was hoping you caught it and wrote it down. No, no, I'll, de- I'll, def- I'll have to rewatch for that. So someone, someone, someone caught it. Someone read it. Someone's a quick reader. So Bob and Rick say their goodbyes and, uh, and Bob smiles one more time. He looks at the baby and te- and says, "Look at the baby. Can't you just yeah, yeah, yeah. babies are hope. Shut yeah, up. babies are hope for the new generation." Okay. So Sasha and Bob and Bob wakes up smiling and she goes, "Why are you smiling? Because I was dreaming of you smiling." So Bob dies. <laughs> Bob dies and she starts crying. And uh, Tyrese comes in and he takes one for the Tyrese family team. And he stabs uh, Bob in the head with a knife. So, <laughs> so well, I, I see, and he does know that it's merciful. At least we know there's a, a a line for Tyrese. He can kill zombies. He, I mean, maybe it wasn't a zombie either at this point. It was still, it was just a, a dead person as far as he was concerned. Do you do you but think still, what, he can do it? And he put the, put the knife through Bob's head. So, do you think what really horrifies Tyrese is that he knows that what they had to do with the kids was the right thing and he's not sure if he can live in a world like that? Yeah, and I think he does know that it's the right thing and I think he knew that it was the right thing to kill those five those five cannibals. That's why he doesn't like it, but he's not going to say no, don't do it. He didn't voice dissent and we do know that he will speak his mind. Yeah. He doesn't he's not a quiet person. He speaks up for what he thinks and what he and what he feels. So he didn't say no, don't do it. We shouldn't kill them. He knows that they have to die. He's just not going to do it. Yeah. You know, and yeah, and 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 Rick makes a good point to him later. You know, Tyrese felt feels like because of what happened with those girls, because of what Carol had to do and what that little girl did. Part of him died, if not all of him died. It changed him. It really did. But Rick knows that. It didn't change him. He was a good guy before that. And he's a good guy now to go back, to circle back to what we we're talking about at the beginning. Everyone, whether they did something that actually is horrible or some part of their mind thinks it's horrible, they everybody's still the good people that they were. You're either a good person or you're not, regardless of the world that you're living in. It And if people were good people before, essentially... But I think one thing that Gareth said to Rick was is worth mentioning that we kind of glossed over. Gareth says to him, you guys look like you've been on your own, but you don't know what it was to be really, really hungry. And I and think Rick smirks at that. Rick is like, ha, you have no idea. We, they know what it's like to be hungry. Rick gave up almost every morsel of food to put in Carl's mouth instead. 
Are you kidding me? He absolutely knows what it's like to be hungry. And I'm guarantee he probably gave up portions of his food to give to Maggie and Glenn and the others. Especially in that yeah, in that winter that we had over break that we didn't see in our montage winter that they spent all they alone. Dog food out of a can, like, and Carl had no problem diving right into it. So you know they had done it before. Rick had just gotten fed up and knocked it out of his hand, if you remember that scene. But it, he was, Carl was making no beefs about jumping into that fucking Alpo. So, so, so we can close the door on our Terminus Hunter guys dead in three up three episodes basically of dealing with these guys, and then Gareth's dead. I like how quickly they dealt with it. I like the last season. What was that? You include last season. It's yeah, four episodes. Four episodes. Four episodes. And I think it was a really quick, uh, amazing arc that they just hit out of the ballpark. I think this was wow. done excellently on the show. So yes. speaking of... No need to drag it out, like I was saying earlier, like dragging it out like the whole farm season, the whole prison season, the whole yeah. governor crap. I am so happy they didn't drag this on and on and on. They just got it over with. This is the threat. You know, be excited. I don't want to play a revisionist history, but imagine if Scott Gimple was working on the show during the governor arc, how much different that would have been done. It probably would have been half the time and double as awesome. It would have been a lot more like it was at the beginning of last season and the first half of last season, rather than all of all of that whole season arc of him. I got to make the point that it pales in comparison to the show as far as like absolutely everything production wise, but it reminded me a little bit of how 24 wrapped up one storyline and went on to it and mm. went on for a few episodes more episodes of the other, next storyline like they really kind of yeah i really like that they did that i'm so happy and they even the uh hunters even dropped the beans too so we didn't have to think about it for the next uh you know t- 10 years who marked up the trees what were the marks right. on the trees yeah they mentioned that that was them as well so they didn't they didn't want to lost us there and make us ask questions about that forever which make which helps with our timeline of how far behind is Morgan? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. The hunters gathered, made up a plan, and then followed after that group, and had time to you know leave marks on trees along the way and all this shit. So, so we wipe the floor there with uh, with Gareth and the whole hunters terminus storyline, and this and also dealing with uh, the Sasha and Bob love stories over now. So after all of that gets dealt with, we have a scene with Abraham saying goodbye to Rick and and giving them a map of his route to D.C. and saying, you need to follow us. Um, it's going to be worth it when this new world happens. You, you and your group have been through so much. You guys need to be there and help us start this new world order. Uh, and basically the group group, most of the rest of Rick's team, except for Rick, basically said, we'll be right behind you. We're just waiting for Daryl and Carol going to handle that situation. And then we're going to we're going to follow you guys. So so they step off and and Rick looks at the map and looks at the route and he sees a note that Abraham wrote wrote him. I thought this was so cute. This was the the love story. It was a love note. Yeah. These guys have such a bromance. It's ridiculous. He's like, sorry, I was an asshole. And they wrote it out. You you can say that on TV. I love it. I I love the world we live in. I'm sorry I was an asshole. The new world needs Rick Grimes. Come to D.C. Oh, it was underlined rick grimes yep. or something capital rick grimes. if you think you're going to come to dc check this box that says yes check this <laughs> box that says no or check this box that says maybe so well, i'm glad it wasn't a big long like everybody saying bye bye love you too and i'll miss you most of all toto and all that bullshit like 
so so as Rick sees Rick sees Tyrese in the distance digging and he joins him and he says he never asked how his journey to Terminus was. And Tyrese says, it killed me. And Rick looks at him and says, no, it, it didn't kill you. And then we kind of flash over to at night with Michonne, who we really hadn't seen too much of, except her picking up her sword. So we knew we needed to see her again at some point in the episode, I guess. So she picks up the sword and Abraham comes outside to talk to her and he says he can't sleep. He's just sitting. Gabriel. Gabriel, I'm sorry. I keep calling him Abraham. Gabriel's in there and he's he's like, I can't sleep. It's all quiet. And he Did goes, you want, no, I want uh, you know, where, where, where? When when nightmares, she I wanted Michonne to slap him and say, "Shut up, you fucking bastard! She, you, you let you know hundreds of people die." She basically you. did. She she when he's like, "I hear the voices," she goes, "Well, that's not going to stop." Yeah, she's like, "It'll get softer." She shouldn't have even offered them him the "It'll get softer." Fuck you. Yeah, I think I get the feeling again. Yeah, no, I'm, I, like, yeah, I'm okay with what he did. I wouldn't kill him for what he did, but I'd even I'd be pensive about taking him with us when we left. Yeah, I, I wouldn't. I definitely wouldn't be taking. As far as I'm concerned, he's not. He's not a fighter. He's. You're gonna have to watch his back the entire fucking time, screaming, "Help me! Help me!" He hasn't killed one walker. That you know, even to his own volition, he said, "I haven't killed anybody, any walkers, any people, any nothing." He's gonna scream and yell the whole way. He's such a little uh, coward too. When she hears, I leave him there in the prison he made for himself. That's what I do, and I, I think it's interesting that. He also hears a little rustling in the woods and he goes running off inside like a little wuss too. He's like, ah. did he, I didn't even see what he, what he did. Like, yeah. I just saw Michonne get up and, and start moving towards it, and which he, I thought was a little strange. He stuck his tail between his legs and he uh, ran inside. And Michonne approaches it and it's Daryl coming out of the woods and all uh, all kind of scary. And uh, you almost you almost got Island. a... What was that? silent it almost looked like someone like had him at gunpoint yeah, or he was bit or something like i like i almost got a feeling like daryl was bit but i don't think he is but that was the he had that look in his face like he he almost had the dead eyed ghost look and and she goes where's carol and he goes follow me or what what do you say uh he says come, hey, on, come on come on out come on out so come on now or something like that and I don't, I doubt it's that they're with Morgan. Carol doesn't know Morgan and Daryl doesn't know Morgan. No. And, and ultimately you got to think that if it was Carol, there's no reason not to show her. Right. I, I'm sure she came back. Maybe she was just hanging back with whoever mm-hmm. else was with them. I don't know. Uh, who else could it be? It, it's, well, I don't think it's any, I don't think anybody else we know alive and missing. Yeah. Aside from maybe that little boy and Beth. But we know from the previews because that was the that was the final scene, and that was the cut scene, and uh, we know from the previews, of course, that Beth is taken and she's in some building somewhere, some city. So, who the fuck knows? I don't know. It's it's going to be interesting to see. I in all the previews and everything I've heard, spoilery to hint that next episode is going to be an all Beth episode or a very Beth heavy. So we'll we'll get a. We'll get all our answers for that. About about that, she's one of the weaker characters. Always has been in my mind. But and they started to explore some of her at the end of last season. So, but Daryl's one of the strongest, so there's probably gonna be a lot of Daryl as well. Yeah, with him. Te- Maybe there'll be some flash of what happened with the black car, Daryl and Carol, because we still don't know who's coming out. So, so let's take a let's take a couple of questions and a couple of comments. 
First of all, we have a comment from last week that I wanted to uh, wanted to read from someone who sent us something. Just stumbled upon your YouTube video. You guys are great. Thank you. No, you're great, Cindy. Just wanted to point something out. Joe said Daryl does not know what Carol did at the prison, that he doesn't know Rick kicked her out. Daryl does know. Rick told him right before the governor came. Rick and Daryl were going to tell Tyrese together. That was the plan. Oh, okay. Thank you. And this is from Cindy Fern. Cindy Fern, thank you for the comment. We appreciate that. If we had t-shirts, we'd send you one. (laughs) 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 We would. Um, uh, Some more love says... uh, LOL, Bob. I like t-shirts. Holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> you ate tainted meat. LOL. Good for those cannibal idiots. Hashtag Walking Dead. Uh, what happened to Beth? Where's Carol? I'm sure we'll find all that and more out next week. Now, where the heck is uh, is ba- is Beth? Uh, rest in peace, Bob. Yes, rest in pieces, Bob. Uh, we... Bob wasn't necessarily my favorite character, but I am going to uh, I'm going to miss Bob. He no, I'm not going to miss Bob. Uh, <laughs> there's no there's no love lost with Bob. He almost got a bunch of people killed uh, at the university. He almost got a bunch of people killed at the big huge Costco or Walmart or wherever the hell they were when he was going for the liquor. Um, yeah, he kind of gave Sasha hope and kind of brought her alive. I got really sick and tired of that incessant positive fucking attitude. It is. <laughs> God, you're in the zombie apocalypse. You, no girl sucked your cock before. Shut the fuck up. It is not a sunny, happy, shiny day. My son almost got fucking raped last week. We almost all got fucking eaten. God, enough, enough. I'm glad he's gone. Uh, you know, they, and, and I'm glad, and I forgot to mention, I'm glad they didn't drag his death out to like the next episode, like where they, where they draw it out. So they had more time to say goodbye. Good. He's fucking gone. <laughs> L- I, had hope for him. I did have hopes for him when we, when he first came about, but nothing ever happened with him. Eh, he was a red shirt and they made it apparent. He was a red shirt because they never really developed his character in the, and I think they tried to make him annoying with his positive attitude so that people wouldn't be so upset that he was killed off. <laughs> well, uh, lawfulness, uh, if, we, if and when we have T-shirts, you'll be the first one to get a T-shirt. Hell yeah, my friend. Uh, or actually the third one. Joe, Joe and I get him first. Joe Gotti and I get him first. The, first, the fourth one. So Michonne found her sword. Yay. Uh, why is the key in the door? Why is what key and what door? Uh, some skeleton keys, old old buildings. I don't know how old that building is, though, but some keys just stay in the door. Yes. Like, eh. Especially you have to figure that whoever was housing the building or taking care of the building might, before they left for the last time, wanted to set up some sort of haven for people. Uh, someone was nice. Was it on what what door? I'm trying to remember. I don't even. I'm blanking on, on the door. inside of the front door, the church door. Or was it the oh, outside of the church door? Yeah, maybe, maybe. So I think that is about it for uh, for car- for current event questions. Thank you everybody for uh, sending in some questions and thoughts and comment away. So everybody, please, if you're listening to this at this point, uh, if you haven't already, hit that subscribe button, comment away on what you thought of this week's Walking Dead episode and what you'd like to see next week. 
what you think was the most horrifying Rick Grimes moment to me. I have to say, thinking about it from beginning to end, him biting the guy's face, that was that was the most intense, crazy Rick Grimes moment for me. I agree. I loved the church scene. I think it was just desserts. I, I don't think anything, I think it pales in comparison to the moment that he bit the guy's, you know, Mayor Joe Hale's face off. That, you know, I, I, got, I got one last parting thought and mm-hmm. question. We saw last season one dog. I don't think we've seen any other dogs or cats. There are a lot of freaking dogs and cats out there. Where are they all? You've got to think that a lot of them have been just eaten up by the zombies with when they can't get people. When the zombies are just walking around as a horde through the through the country lands or through the city's landscape eating everything that they can possibly get that has any blood on it, you would think that that would be something that would probably be wiped up wiped out in the first wave. Well, I imagine they'd smell the zombies and try to stay away from that kind of. And I guess we, I guess it's a good point because I, I've yeah. always heard that a dog, if a human, if a, a dog can get away from a human at all times, so if they can get away from a human at all times, they should be able to get away from zombies as well. Right. So maybe there's a dog island, the island of Dr. Moreau somewhere. <laughs> Where are all the cats and dogs? Where are all the cats and dogs hanging out on an island somewhere where everybody should be in an island where they kill off all the zombies on the island and then just hang out on the island? Wouldn't dog be a great thing to have for your group? If unless it was one of those really yippy barky dogs, then yeah, no, I'm, yeah, that would be an annoying dog. But you gotta cut dog the dog's vocal cords. Or you, it would be alerted much much quicker than you would to upcoming zombies. It's true. I wouldn't. I would love to have my dog in the zombie apocalypse. I would. I would be very happy. I, I mean, my dog would probably serve me better than any of my cats would. That's for damn sure. The, <laughs> cat, um, uh, yeah, I, the cats would be eating the flesh with this. There's no way I could take my cats with me in the zombie apocalypse. You know, no, I would have to let them out. And... But, but you would think that the cats would just be, they would go with the zombies. There's probably an army of cats hanging out and just eating the zombie leftovers. The zombies leave and then the cats just go in. Little scavengers. Yeah. Little freaking scavengers. No birds. I think they said something about that. No birds, no? Mm Zombie birds. I guess there's none. Well, well, anyway, we're going to talk about this after we end the show. We're going to continue this discussion in the after show. But uh, everybody, if you want, we're uh, just as of this week, we have got the uh, iTunes feed up and running. So you can subscribe to post episode issues on iTunes or Stitcher if you uh, want audio versions of the show. But you can always watch us here live on YouTube. I'd like to thank all our live viewers. We have a bunch of live viewers right now. And thank you guys all for checking out the show and anybody that checks it out along the way in the week, uh, please send the messages away. Check out our website, uh, issuesprogram.com, where you can check out all past podcasts and articles on the site. And you can also check out on YouTube if you haven't already. Uh, we got a chance to talk with Madison Lintz, Sophia, and uh, Gomez, Nick Gomez, who played Tomas on The Walking Dead a couple seasons ago, and um, also Mayor Joe Hale. Uh, what I, I was blanking his name. The leader of the claimed gang. Yeah, Jeff Kober, I believe his name is. Uh, so uh, if you haven't had a chance, take a look at some of those interviews. We have a couple of few-minute interviews we did at uh, Walker Stalker Con in Boston. And uh, there'll be a couple more things coming from those conventions up soon uh, as well. So thank you, everybody, for checking out the podcast. And we will be back next week to talk more Walking Dead. Have a good week.
Nice.